Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. This is number 75. Love doing these. Love talking to guys like I have on the line right now uh, to find out what's going on on the island and how they want to get off of it and everything else, man. Thanks to FXR Racing for making these happen. FXRRacing.com, designed by racers for racers. Uh, plenty of riders out there on the East Coast will be running FXR Racing uh, when the 250 Series kicks off. And uh, also to Jerry Robin, privateer hero, running FXRRacing.com. Use the code PULP. MX30 to save at fxrracing.com. And uh, yeah, just go there, punch in the code. And um, yeah, it's really cool of them to support this podcast. Also, Race Tech Suspension. Race Tech does a ton of privateer stuff from Raven Horse to Ben LeMay to the Medaglia and Alessi up in Canada. Uh, tons of guys are running Race Tech over the years. Pulp19 is the code to save with Race Tech. Call there, mention Pulp. They'll give you a deal. Get your suspension oil changed. Get your suspension revalved or your motor work done. Whatever it is, they can dial you in at Race Tech. Also, too, presented by Maxxis Tires. The cat, AJ Cantanzaro, speaking of privateers, running the MXST tire combo out there right now in Supercross, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. If you're in the market for a set of tires, check a look at their MXST. Reinvented uh, Maxxis tires the way um, the way they want them to be at the high level, and they're racing at them with, with McGrath and Cantanzaro. So uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. On the show this week, like I said, Privateer Island number 75, cult hero, Pacific Northwest hero, pit bike, this nation's champion, Red Bull straight with their champion, Carson Brown. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Very good. Yeah? Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. So, all right. So this is your rookie year in Supercross. We've, uh, a lot of fans been waiting for you to, to you know, shine at the pro races, uh, you're on. Uh, you're a JMC Husky so far. You're 20th in the points. What do you think through four rounds for you? How do you, How do you feel? Yeah, you know, I, I feel really good. You know, just trying to uh, figure out how the system works and trying to, you know, improve a little bit each week. But you know, going into it, I didn't want to set you know too high of expectations. I just wanted to take you know each round at a time mm-hmm. and uh, you know just go day by day and from the practice track and all that, you know, just trying to, to learn. And are you happy with where you're at? Yeah, you know, I, I feel pretty good with it. You know, I've made um, uh, three out of four mains mm-hmm. so far. The 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 one in um, Arizona was a little, a little tricky for me. I just kind of had a, a bad day there. But, you know, um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to this weekend since it's going to be a mutter, too. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like it, right? And uh, and you can probably ride that stuff pretty well being from where you are. Um, biggest surprise for you racing 250 Supercross? Like, biggest thing that caught you off guard or biggest thing you didn't think about that you're learning? Is there something that stands out? Yeah, you know, um, most definitely the thing that stood out to me was throwing down one really fast time for practice. Um like those guys can really throw down one good lap and trying to figure out how the process works with that and not having either somebody get in your way or mm-hmm. mess up and knowing how much time that you have. Um, that's been a, a really big thing that I've had to learn and you know, figuring out when to throw down this good lap and how to do it and, <laughs> you know, how much uh, space and time that you've got uh, with, with the guys around you. Wait until the very end, and then if somebody gets in your way, Carson, freak out on them and throw them double middle fingers. That's how you do it. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I know that guys are waiting to the end, and I get that process. But when you wait to the very end, 
there's a chance of a yellow flag or there's a chance of somebody getting in your way. And for you to lose your mind on them, I just shake my head at that. I'm just like, what do you what do you want? You want the whole track cleared for you, Mr. Factory Rider, at the very last lap? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely tricky. It's something that you got to, you know, plan out while you're riding in a way. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's definitely tricky. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to talk to you after Oakland, but everybody I talked to said that was the toughest main of the year, uh, physically-wise. And, and the track looked hammered and beat and typical Oakland. What did you think? How, how were you feeling at the end of it? Yeah, you know, definitely it was uh, the most physically demanding track just because it was, it was rutted up and, you know, in a way, the track was so simple that everybody was throwing down the whole time. You know, nobody was really pacing themselves mm-hmm. um, because everybody was hitting the same rhythms. Everybody was hitting the same lines. So um, it, it was definitely a tricky one. And, you know, I felt I felt pretty good there at the start race. I was able to, you know, hit the whoops pretty good earlier in the night before they uh, they got too beat up. But, you know, it was... Uh, it was definitely cool because it was it was different than the last few rounds. And how was your endurance? Yeah, you know, I, I felt pretty good. I rode pretty tight towards the end. Um, so, like, the last few laps were uh, a little bit of a struggle for me. But it, it's good to have that, too, so that, you know, um, during the week, if, you're, if your program's working or not. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a really good point, right? Um, so for you, I think of you as a, a pretty skillful guy. We'll get into your, your pit bike stuff and Instagram and all that. I look at you as a pretty skilled guy. Um, you know, you're able to have good bike control, good throttle control, all that kind of stuff. Um, but maybe, you know, racing itself, like, like might be a, a weakness of yours, getting in, in, you know, getting bar to bar with guys and all of that. Do, am I right? Or do you feel like I've got it backwards? Or what do you think your strengths and weaknesses are? Yeah, no, definitely. The the racing part has been a, a bit of a struggle for me. I haven't actually raced that many races right. compared to a lot of these guys. So, um, you know, learning how to race is a whole separate thing than just going fast on a dirt bike. Right. Um, I mean, going I, – I did Loretta's a couple years and all that, but I haven't raced at a high level um, very much at all. So it's uh, – like I said, each race I'm trying to learn – and uh, figure out how it how it works just to be a racer in general, yeah. not just a dirt bike rider. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's exactly it, right? It's it's not just a uh, a one lap by yourself. You gotta you know kind of have racecraft and realize you know you're tucking under everybody and 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 yeah, it's just it's crazy. Plus, you got to go balls out, Carson, for about five laps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's tricky just getting guys in front of you and two side yeah you know my my thing is like i'm always worried about if the guy behind me is gonna cut in or whatever so i'm always looking back and yeah yeah the, the looking back thing's been a, lo- a bit of a weakness for me so mm-hmm. um definitely i gotta keep it forward and keep driving the train you know <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know you you look at the you look at the points on the west coast and i mean blows is seventh he's an arena cross guy he's top five 450 supercross before hayes is arena cross champion tons of factory riders and tons of factory bikes Pettis is on a pretty good bike. He's a Canadian champion outdoors. Costello, I think you're in the league of Costello. You're in the league of Robin. Uh, you know, Mitchell Harrison's coming off uh, two years of three years of factory equipment. Uh, Lopes is a factory guy. Like, what I'm getting at is you're, you're in the mix with a lot of guys that should be beating you, and you're about where you should be. You know, again, I think you're, you, know, you can get up closer to Costello's area. And maybe Pettis a little bit, but yeah, man, it's it's got a, a lot of guys got 
and no offense to the JMC guys, but a lot of guys ahead of you have better bikes and, and complete programs or they've won a ton of races over the years, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, it's a big part of it. Those guys have definitely been, been racing a long time. The guys that I'm, I'm up against, but you know, the JMC guys have been really helpful. Mm-hmm. They've been, um, you know, been doing this a long time. So they've been helping me, you know, taking the right steps through the program and just keeping it fun for me, you know, not putting too much pressure on me at each, at each race. And, you know, like, uh, Jensen's building me a great bike with what they've got. And Joe and Michelle, they've been super cool, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know, they'll, they'll open their arms up to anything and they, they're open to ideas on how things can be better. And right. they, they've been really awesome. I'm, I'm super glad to be a part of their program this year. How did you get hooked up with those guys? You know, they're actually, they're a shop out of Washington who's uh, been racing and, you know, they, they've had a, a pretty solid Supercross team the last few years. Yep. And um, my, my buddy, Chris Howell, he's, he's on the team. I'm actually staying at his house down in California and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's all kind of worked out really good. Um, by the way, Howell is riding much better this year than he did last year. I don't know what happened last year. He sucked. He wasn't normal, normally as, as that bad. And, He's been riding better, Howell has. So tell him that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's been uh, he's been putting in a lot of work this year, so it, it's been cool to see him, um, you know, doing doing better this year. Right. Uh, what are you going to do after San Diego? Obviously, there's a break, and uh, do you have any plans to go east, or what's the plan for you, Carson? Yeah, you know, after San Diego, I've had a, a bit of a wrist injury, so I'm, okay. I'm going to try and heal that up, maybe get it fixed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, take a little time off the bike and recover and, you know, get my off-the-bike training stuff figured out a little bit better. And hopefully I'll be back. Um, the plan is for Seattle. I don't know if I'm going to make the, the first East-West showdown or whatever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm planning on doing it. Okay. All right. So what what do you what'd you do to your wrist? When did you do it? How would you hurt it? Yeah, you know, I over in Germany or whatever, I, I had a, a bit of a crash over there and I, uh, I ended up fracturing my wrist, my scaphoid or whatever. Oh, okay. So, Shit, man. Um, yeah. I've, I've been riding through that or whatever, but it, it's been a process getting that thing MRI'd and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other thing, but, um, you know, not, not that big a deal. Right. So we saw you debut last summer uh, in the Nationals um, with the Phoenix Racing Team. You rode uh, 250s, and then you jumped at 450s for a race. Just one race, 450s, just Washougal, or was there other ones? I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, for my for my hometown race, I should really hooked on the 450. So we we kept an eye on you and everything else. Uh, what'd you think, man? Um, obviously, I know I don't know how good the bikes were, the team was, but uh, for your first pro experience, getting your feet wet, there were a couple of good motos in there. What'd you think? Yeah, definitely, it was uh, it was good to get some experience under my belt up for this next year. We're gonna hit it really hard this next year, and you know come in a little more prepared and you know knowing what i'm doing uh last year everything kind of came together and you know just it it was you know one step at a time sort mm-hmm. of a deal but it was it was definitely good to get the races under my belt and i'm super thankful for that was it surprising at how i don't want to say poorly carson because that that's maybe not the right word but was it surprising how it went for you yeah, yeah, you know, it, I definitely went in, and, uh, you know, it, it was an eye-opener to see how fast those guys really were. I mean, yep. they're, like, they're glued to the track and just wide open. So it was – I haven't been known to be an 
an outdoor guy necessarily. Yep. I'm always used to, you know, tight and technical stuff. So opening up the throttle was definitely a sort of a new thing for me in a way. So <laughs> this, this next year, I know what I got to do. Right, right. <laughs> um, opening up the throttle was a new thing for you. I like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, just... Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, yeah, high speed stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, interesting. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, also, I thought you know, there's a little bit of trying conditions to jump in with a team like that. You know, also too, not being ready and and all of that. So there, there is that. You know, as far as that goes. Um, have you ever did those arena crosses up in Canada? Did you ever go do the Future West stuff? I know Howell has. Yep, yep. I did the Future West stuff. Um, I did that last year and won the, the 250 and 450 stuff. And then oh, I did right. the, yeah. the first round at the Triple Crown. That's right. You wrote for Courtney, right? For one of those for the – Yep. Yep. Um, so, Noof, did you go up against my hero, my buddy, the Noof? Yeah, he's an awesome dude. Dude, he's, a, <laughs> he's got veteran savvy, bro. Veteran savvy. Yeah. He was in California the other day. I saw him out of Paula. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing – he went down. I don't know if he's still trying to live the dream or what, Carson. I'm not sure, but – um hey so look you you have this fan base of pack northwest people that you i'm sure you know of through your dad over the years and his business and and people tagging me on your instagram posts nonstop. like look at this kid check this kid out oh my god look at this so you have this this fan base man and, and and that's pretty cool like i don't know if you're i'm sure you're aware of it there's I mean, when when the Pit Bike of Nations team was announced and you were not on it initially because Tedesco was on there, I mean, people were ready to riot. It, it uh, it's pretty cool, man. Considering the you know you're just getting your feet wet in pro racing, but dude, it's impressive. These guys, there's people behind that that really want to see you do well. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I've got a, a super cool fan base behind me, and you know, they've all been super supportive and and they're helping me along with the process. And they're you know they're always there. They love seeing the pit bike stuff, the big bike stuff. They 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 just love seeing everything being uh, changed up and just riding in different conditions and this, that, and the other thing. But you know, definitely it's it's cool to be at the track and and have people you know see that they they've seen the stuff or you mm-hmm. know down there, whatever the case is. It's uh, it's definitely been really cool because those guys always are there to support me. Yeah, man, it's it's cool. They're they're hardcore. They are Carson Brown fanatics out there in the world. So, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely they uh, they aren't messing around. <laughs> no, no. If I if I if I don't talk about you or if so, if you do something and I don't bring it up, like it's on. People are gonna let me know. You know. So uh, I'm just I'm just doing this podcast to, to get them off my back. Uh, um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, FXR Racing, uh, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Podcast Number Seventy Five with Carson Brown. Uh, brought to you by. Maxis Tires, uh, please use the code uh, PulpMX30 at FXRRacing.com and Pulp19 when you call down at Racetech. Uh, really appreciate it. And um, absolutely, Carson Brown uh, getting his feet wet as, as a pro rider. So how did the pit bike stuff? I mean, obviously, how start? I mean, obviously, you're a smaller guy, and I get that. And your dad, uh, BBR Motorsports, which, you know, is the king of pit bikes when it was at its zenith. But did you just, I mean, do you just enjoy riding them? Or was it something where you're like, yeah, man, let's build some jumps and get out there. Like these are where you, you you've really got these fans. Is these Instagram videos of you riding pit bikes and doing amazing things on them? Yeah, you know, definitely. Just those, those are what I ride the most. Just every day, I'm I'm on the pit bike, just riding around the yard or having fun. And you know, it, it's uh, it's been really cool. I I grew up around it because my dad did the whole BBR thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was in those kind of 
born into loving pit bikes every every day I, if i don't got a pit bike around it, it's bad it's uh it's a it's a bad deal for me <laughs> yeah yeah um what's the biggest thing you've done on a pit bike um you know definitely the pit bike of nations was was the biggest thing that we've done on pit bikes for sure but if you're talking jump wise yeah um I don't know. There's been some big ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Definitely some uh, some pit bikes have been broken. <laughs> yeah, I bet. What's the what's the coolest bike you've ridden or seen your dad build or anybody build? What was there one that stands out that was just amazing? Man, you know the uh, the Kalex one forty perimeter build was that one is one of the at the top of the list just because it's so fun to to ride and it's fast enough to get around. Mm-hmm. So that one's really cool, and then. Uh, the the BBR Honda 110s that they they've done for uh, Mini Moto that one it's it's really cool too I mean every part on it is just something amazing so it yeah I mean even just looking at the thing let alone riding it is is unreal so the pit bike the nations as you brought up um, I was there I took Canada to a third by the way managed them to a third um, heck yeah <laughs> so when did you get the call when did they because obviously like I said people were riding you weren't on the team. Tedesco can't do it. When when does Bidas call you? Yeah, you know, it was only a couple days before the race. I mean, we were sitting there. I was I was kind of a little bit hurt um, with my arm a little bit, and we were sitting there, and, and Rob calls up, and he's like, hey, um, do you guys want to do Pit Bike of Nations? You guys got, like, 30 minutes to tell me. <laughs> and so we're sitting there scrambling, and, you know, he, he's about to get on the show with you, and, this that, and the other thing, and I go out there, and you know, it we couldn't miss that opportunity. I mean, it, so you you weren't we going, yes, but so. you weren't you weren't going to the race. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, either way, we were going to show up. To oh, okay. So you were going. All right. So you were going, anyways. Um, yeah, dude, you had to be bummed. Oh, we weren't we weren't going to we weren't uh, planning on you know just going to spectate. So it was all super last second getting. <laughs> No, plane tickets and all that. <laughs> oh, and then, hey, dude, so they start the thing. They're like, Rob's got this whole plan of having his parade and getting all the riders down there, and 5,000 people flood the pit bike track. And it's just mud. It's muddy, by the way. It's super muddy. Um, I I never thought we'd race. I never thought we it would happen. Yeah, that was definitely probably the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Um, all those people, and they, they rushed the gate, and, you know, we were all standing there like, oh, my gosh. Like, we didn't know if they were going to get the crowd controlled or just whatever. And, yeah, like you said, we all were just like, man, are we even going to be able to race this thing? And, I, I mean, I mean, two hours later, they finally got all the, the crowd off. That's how crazy they were, you know. It was it was awesome to see <laughs> yeah i i mean i had put like look not not that it's a huge deal i was going anyways but i put some work into this thing getting all the team canada stuff and getting the bars for the bikes oh, yeah. and exhaust and and i did all this stuff and i'm just like i cannot believe it all went to waste i cannot believe i wasted all that money and time and whatever and we're not even going to get to race like i never thought it was going to happen and thankfully they cleared the track and and there was a race it wasn't exactly a gate drop and and the way it was supposed to be but Man, it went it went pretty nice, you know, and and uh, you guys ruled, man. I still want to pull those TTRs down, Carson. I, w- I would like the bore and stroke checked on those. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, no work was done to those things, so it was super cool. That that was definitely probably the coolest part of the race was just having them all be bone stock, and everybody was on the same thing, and then. 
Okay. You know, it was all muddy and it was all just yeah. craziness. I remember I saw you when you got off your bike and dude, you were smiling ear to ear. You, you were so stoked. It was, you were so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. You know, that was probably the, the coolest moment of my life for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, which is so funny to say, but you had to be there. It was, it was something else. Oh yeah. Uh, my guys, yeah, my people. My, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, people, I don't think anybody that wasn't there could ever understand, you know, the, the situation that that whole race went down with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and my guys were like just so they were on cloud nine. Like one of my guys, Galdi, never took his helmet off. I don't think for two hours. He just had his helmet on, his open face helmet. He loved it. You know, they, they, oh, they, awesome. they, they, they absolutely enjoyed it. So, OK, are you telling me, Carson? So for the record, you've ridden every pit bike there is. You've ridden those things over and over. Did it feel like a stock motorcycle? Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Because yeah, you no, know, those TTRs okay. are good. I know, but you guys were yarding everybody off the start, and I just, I was just like, come on! Like I know you, you Villapoto and Willie Browning are amazing riders, but I'm just like, come on! I don't know. I was we're mud riders, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was just sour grapes on my part, but I, I was telling Biden, oh, yeah, I want those put in the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of fun, man. That was it was a good time for sure. So. Um, and from there, it continued. It went to Red Bull Straight Rhythm. You rode a uh, 152 stroke, uh, took the win there. What was that thing like? What was that event like for you? You know, that event was super cool. Like, I, you know, like I've said before, it was super, like, nobody knew what to expect. It was all two strokes, all new. So it was, uh, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And then we did practice, and I was like, man, this is actually, like, this is legit. Like there's a bunch of guys here and the, the spectators were cool. And, you know, after practice, I had the fastest time and I, I was not expecting that to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, huh, you know, maybe I've got a shot at this thing. So it was, it was definitely super cool to, um, you know, be invited to that and have the opportunity to do it. So I was, I had McAdoo there riding the, uh, Ramit YZ250 he told me, like, man, it's really hard to get this track down and rem- and, re- and know what to do. And then, and then on top of once you get it all down, now you're going to try to put it together and, and rip through it. Um, how was it for you? Yeah, definitely. You know, I uh, I was struggling to remember where I was on the track. And, you know, that, that one section before the whoops, I don't even know if I even got that thing once, you know, because it was hard to figure out where you were on the track. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it almost worked in good ways because – you know, during practice, I would jump stuff, and I was like, huh, didn't realize I was where I was, and I jumped that further, so, you know, it worked yeah, out. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was it was cool, cool event. What was better for you? What was funner, pit bike or the straight rhythm? Man, I'm, I've got to go off the pit bike one just because the crowd was insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really were, right? Um, oh, yeah. What What is pit bike right, like now? What is pit bike industry slash racing like now? I mean, is there – Anything going on with that anymore? Yeah, you know, it, it's all coming back. Every Everybody's really? riding pit bikes again. I'm starting to see it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's slowly coming back after the recession, so it's been super cool. They're, they're racing them like crazy back east now, and oh, okay. it, it's super cool because, um, you know, like Justin Wharton put on a, a huge pit bike race up in Washington this year and got just a ton of people. Like, it was it was insane how many people. So it's it's good to see that the pit bike industry is back and, you know, it's come back almost stronger than it's been. Get your dad to fire up the machines again. 
Hey, they're going for it. They're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you're into racing, when you're at Supercross, how many people want to talk to you about these Instagram videos and pit bike things that you do as opposed to, like, how's Anaheim or how's Oakland going? Oh, man, I'd say 90% want to talk about pit bikes or, you know, bikes or whatever it was. Right, and then right. they're like, oh, yeah, you're racing site? <laughs> right, right. right. You're, like, you're like, dude, I'm trying to be a pro racer. Seriously, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work at this. Yeah, you know, it's definitely been funny. We, we've got uh, one of the one tens in the JMC pit, so everybody wants to come over and see that thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's definitely really cool having that thing there to talk about. I made a joke in my column that you could might be able to go the same speed as a pit bike on, on one of these Supercross tracks. <laughs> I mean, Probably. I've got more time on it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? They should do that for halftime. And now Carson Brown will, will Carson Brown will jump everything on a TTR. Watch this, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be, that'd be great. So, all right, so we covered your season so far. Were you nervous at A1? Were you, I mean, obviously you got your feet wet with the Nationals, but were you, this is Supercross now, and, and, you know, you're embarking on your pro career. How was A1 for you? Yeah, you know, going into A1, like I said, I didn't want to set any expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. Going into it, you know, it's like, you know, you're only going to do so good. So I, I honestly wasn't nervous at all. So no? I think that kind of helped. Yeah. It was a no-pressure situation for me. The team didn't put any pressure on me. So it was it was actually super, super nice. It was almost like, you know, going in like I like I already knew what I was doing in a way. Huh. There, yeah. there was just no pressure. How old are you, by the way? Uh, 19. See, I would have thought you were almost older than that because we've been hearing about you for so damn long but i guess you were 14 and ripping on a pit bike right like yeah yeah definitely i I started kind of you know going and kind of trying to hit amateur nationals when i was about 13 14 Mm -hmm. um so you'll do nationals this year with the team do them or what's the plan yeah you know the team's trying to put a program together they're just kind of going and uh, seeing how the supercross season goes and Definitely, I, I want to do nationals for sure. So I'm sure they'll figure out something for that. And then, so how did your amateur career go? Did you do much of it stuff? I don't like again. I, I don't follow it super closely, but did you have some good results? Did 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 you get some notice of of your results in motocross out in amateurs? Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, we didn't we didn't do a ton of them, like I said. Yeah. But um, the ones that we did do, uh, it was pretty good. I had a really good year on the 125s. I won couple motos at Mammoth, won a couple motos at Loretta's, and then um, moving on to the 250s and stuff, we, we, we had some pretty solid results off those, too. So it, it, was, uh, it was decent. It wasn't like, you know, one of those things where, you know, everybody comes in just, you know, firing and mm-hmm. uh, all cylinders and all that. So we didn't, we didn't want to go in uh, too much with it because you see a lot of these kids burn out after amateurs yeah. because they, they hit them so hard. Right. Uh, growing up in the Pac Northwest, uh, who'd you look up to? Or did you have? You guys know, that... definitely Ryan Volpoto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was super cool. Um, you know, just because he was from the Northwest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of guys around there. You know, coming coming out of here right now who are pretty fast. So it's it's super cool to see. Did you know him much, or did you kind of just meet him at the pit bike thing, or did you, how much did you know about him? Uh, you know, my dad had built some bikes for him, and okay. it, it'd been to his house here in California and stuff. So my dad knew him a bit, and then we uh, kind of after he retired, he was kind of you know around the yeah, he was Washington area again. And we were 
we rode together a bit, and when he was getting ready for the Oz SX thing, um, we got to ride with him uh, for that uh, a couple of years ago a bit when he was trying to train for that. I know it's before your time, but Ryan Huffman and Jason McCormick, they were good. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I get to see those guys a bunch every time I go up to yeah. watch Google. They've got some, some cool stories. Yeah, they were good, Carson. Don't worry about it. I know you're they're way too old for you, but trust me, I was around. They were good riders. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely. Hey, did you – I guess even Tyler Villapoto is a lot older than you, right? How old is Tyler compared yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah. But uh, – A long ways, yeah. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, dude, yeah, he's also very talented. He reminds me a bit of you where – Pit bike skills were good, and he was really good at scrubbing. He was very good at technical stuff on a bike, and he wasn't like a much of a racer as a you know. He did well in Canada here and there, but Tyler had some skills too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When you see him on the bike, he's got some skillage. So it, it's cool to see him when he shows up at the track too. FXR Racing uh, Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Number Seventy Five with Carson Brown here. Um, so Carson, going forward from here. I guess this weekend in San Diego, it looks like a mutter. Um, you, you, you're stoked, though, right? You, you think you'll be you'll you'll do well? Yeah, you know, hopefully. Uh, I mean, this California mud is a lot different, but mm-hmm. you know, mud is mud. So if it if it's the real sloppy stuff, I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, really, right? It's uh, I don't know, man. I I would be scared to ride a supercross in mud, but hey, you're the you're the yeah. pro. Yeah, just like. Uh, the the first Anaheim or whatever it, it started raining you know later in the day so everybody you know the track was kind of shaped in and everything so yeah. everybody was still trying to hit all the jumps it was it was right <laughs> at the point where it was like really sketchy to hit them but mm-hmm. everybody's hitting them so you can't roll them so it was like it was it was kind of sketchy at Anaheim but you know when it rains you want it to either rain really bad or not very much right right <laughs> yeah exactly right either one um. See, I ask a lot of privateers on this show this question: seated practice or non-seated practice? Like, what do you like better? You've been in both. Yeah, you know, um, the thing that's good about seated practice is, you know, you're not really going to have anybody in your way. You can kind of do your own thing. You you do got to kind of worry about other guys setting fast laps. Um, but also, the thing with the uh, the non-seated practice is sometimes the track is a little better. Um, for the for the second one after, right after they groom it and all that, so you might be able to throw it down a lot better time. Yeah, is it intimidating for you to be in seated at all? Yeah, you know, it, it can definitely be a little bit intimidating just because you don't want to get in the right. fast guy's way, but at the same time, you gotta gotta look out for yourself too when yeah. you're trying to throw down some some good laps. Have you had anybody freak out on you? Definitely um, not. Okay. Not so far. I'm uh, I'm glad to not. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, who's a rider that you watch, that you look at out there, and want to be or want to get to, or somebody that you maybe has shown you a few things out there in, in, in practice or, or in a heat race or something like that? Is there somebody like that among the top guys? Yeah, you know, definitely. I really like watching Colt Nichols just because he's really smooth. He is, yeah, he is. really methodical with what he does. So it's... Uh, He's really good to kind of watch and learn from, especially like at the practice tracks around California. Mm-hmm. He's really good at, um, you know, being methodical with uh, with his riding. He's kind of like you, a little bit, I think. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, in a way. Yeah, like just smooth, kind of, 
you know, he's got a lot of skill on the bike and kind of put the bike where he wants to put it, you know, that kind of stuff. Obviously, he's got a little better better results, but I could see similarities there. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's super cool to watch on the bike. Yeah, nice guy too. I don't know if you ever talked to him or not, but yeah, really really cool guy. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't gotten the chance to meet him, but definitely he's cool too. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't met most of these guys from through your dad or the pit bike Instagram stuff or anything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. I think they'd be like, dude, I gotta talk to this Carson Brown kid. He he just jumped seventy five feet on a TTR, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, what's cool is when when I do go up and talk to them and staging or whatever, they're they're all super cool to me. So that's uh, yep. that's definitely nice, you know. Um, how long have you been with Fly for? For a little while, huh? Yeah, almost. Uh, I mean, I've been with them almost through my whole career. I, I for Canada or whatever, I had to switch uh, gear companies for a little bit in there, but uh-huh. um, right back to Fly after that. Yeah, uh, yeah, good stuff, good guys. Uh, obviously, I'm, I do a lot of stuff with them. Um, FXR, though, sponsor this uh, Privateer Island podcast. Pulp MX30 is the code to save with FXR if you want to check them out. Also, too, Racetech Suspension. Have you ever used Racetech? Oh, yeah. I've got it on my, on my uh, Supercross bike. And? I love it. You know, those, those guys are super cool, Rob and everybody over there. I mean, every time I show up there, they're, you know, they're the best. They, uh, they, they really know how to help you out. I really should have done my homework, Carson, and checked into this before I, uh, you know, before I did this. That would have been really nice of me. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, those guys are super cool. I love them. Uh, presented by Maxxis Tires, by the way, MXST Tire, the cat. Cat and Zara are running the MXSTs out there in Supercross uh, all the time. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate those guys for coming on board. Well, Carson, uh, man, uh, it's been fun watching you. I was stoked to see you turn pro last year and to kind of see what you could do. And, um, you know, and now, of course, with the with the pit bike thing and the, and the straight rhythm, and I think your results have been good. I, I think you got to be happy with the first four races, man. I mean, obviously, Glendale didn't go the way you wanted to, but uh, speed's there, you know. So, um, yeah, man, you got to be stoked. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I just uh, want to get a little better at each round, and hopefully at the end of the season we're at, we're at a pretty good place and, you know, Mostly learning for next year so that we can come in, um, you know, knowing, knowing what's up and hopefully get some better results. Right, right. Who do you want to thank? You know, definitely the whole JMC Motorsports crew, um, Integrity Electric, Fly Racing, um, Steel Core, Mel McCormick. Um, all those guys have been just super awesome to me. Um, I mean, there, there's so many more, but, you know, the – you know, everybody's been there for me. Everybody around the Northwest, they're, they're helping me out so much. And obviously, BBR and my dad, mm-hmm. my mom, my girlfriend, everybody, uh, everybody's full commitment for me. <laughs> yeah, can everybody leave me alone now? I got you on one of these shows. Please, just everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Nah, I got a feeling we'll be talking again soon, man. Uh, it's, it's interesting to, to follow your career and see how you're doing. Thank you for the time. Thanks for doing the uh, Privateer Island podcast. And good luck this weekend in San Diego, man. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it.